0: but at the end of it all he fell down upon his knees and he began to worship God and so the question God has for us that particular Sunday as well as today can you still worship him when he's when he's allowed Satan to take everything from you can you still give God glory can you still give God praise if if the hedge is down, and see, right now is a season of losses. But in the in, in coming days, there will be a, a fruit-bearing season. But right now, we're in a season of losses. So think about what have you lost? What have you lost during this situation and during this time? And where we want to go this morning, we go into the second chapter of the book of Job. And we're going to start with chapter number 2. And this will be the hedge, the title will be the hedge, except this time is round number two. How many of y'all know that Satan don't give up? (laughs) He does not give up. He does not give up. All right, Job chapter number two, we're going to start with verse number one. Verse number one. Now, verse number one says this. Number one says, again, which is an indication that Satan's coming back again. He said, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And now something, keep that verse there, is something key about this particular verse. When you read the same verse in chapter number one, when Satan comes among the sons of God, he's among them. But here now, God has required him to present himself just like the sons of God. Now he has to do a presentation before the Lord. Amen. He said, again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Now verse number two says, "And Satan said unto, and the Lord said unto Satan, "From whence cometh thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, "From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it." Now you can rest assured the adversary himself, walks to and fro, up and down, looking for whom he can devour. That's what he's doing. So don't, don't get too uh, caught up thinking that once uh, the adversary comes, that he's going to leave you forever because that's not the case. That, that's not the case. He is going to uh, come forth, and he will continue to antagonize you. I mean, because he wants you to fall. He, he wants you to deny God. He wants you not to worship him. Now, let's go to 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter number 5. Let me show you something. This helps us to understand from the book of revelation, uh, I think it was chapter number 12 that we talked about, about how Satan now have come to the earth. He's here on the earth now. And he is trying to really uh, come against the inhabitants of the earth because he knows that his time is not long. So 1 Peter chapter number 5, looking at verse number 8. And this is for us today because a lot of times we are asleep. <laughs> we are asleep. And that's why we get toe off. Amen. Now, 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse number 8 says, Be sober, Right? Have a clear mind. Have a clear mind. Be vigilant. Be courageous. Because it says your adversary, the devil, he identifies him as, he didn't say he was, as a rowing lion, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Don't you think that uh, the enemy will not, uh, come up against you because he will because it lets us know that he's walking up and down the earth, two and four, and he's looking for somebody to, to, to tear off. He's looking for somebody to, to to consume. So if in your life, if you had some situations and circumstances, you got to question whether or not the hedge is still up, which is a divine wall, or if, if God allowed it to come down to test you. See, we're being tested. When, when we go through our trials and our tribulations and everything that rises up against us, have we even thought about we just might be being tested by God to see how we're going to respond? Will we respond like Job by worshiping and then blessing God? Will we do it that way? Or will we begin to complain? See, it lets us know where we are because, see, God knew Job's character. God knows each one of our character. Are we honest? (laughs) Trustworthy? See, is it not amazing to know that the heavenly Father would present someone like Job? He would choose him out of everybody. And then begin to brag on his character. Now the thing is, we need to ask ourselves: Can God brag on us? I got one amen, and I got one salad amen, amen. <laughs> you know the Holy Ghost knows, right? Uh, we, he knows. He and see the thing about it is, we want to get to that place. All right, we want to get. We want to get to that place. So. We know that Satan is walking up and down. Make sure that you're not warned that you're going to allow Satan to consume you. Amen? you got to live a life of honesty, a life of trustworthiness, a life where you hate evil, you know? Because right now you can't hardly tell, what, well, people want you to think what's, what's good is bad and what's bad is good. So something wrong with, up, up front here. Something wrong. So Something, something bad wrong. Because, see... The, the body of Christ should be able to know the difference and not follow after things that's not of God. Amen? We, we should be able to get in the book, get in the Word, and understand, okay, God did not say we're supposed to do this, so therefore I can't follow you. So you just can't follow any old thing. Can I get an amen? You can say what you want to say, but your life will tell exactly what's really going on. Amen? So we got to make sure that we're following after God. Amen? Now, let's look at verse number 3 in Job chapter number 2. Verse number 3. All right. It says this. And the Lord said unto Satan. Look at the dialogue between a God and Satan. He says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth? It says he's perfect and upright, one that Feareth God and he He hateth evil. And still, mm, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou moveth me against him to destroy him without a cause. Mm, he holdeth on to his integrity. Hmm, he holdeth on to his integrity. Now, let me ask you. Let's ask us all a question. How is our integrity today? How how is our integrity? You see, the thing about Job and, and the reason why God could brag on Job is because integrity is when one stands up for for what he believes and. Uh, His values, his honesty, his trustworthy, his accountability, his courtesy. Now, when we ask ourselves a question again, how accountable are we? See, we look for other people to hold us accountable. But what about you holding your own self accountable to God? See, that's true integrity. See, if I'm going to live right, I'm going to walk up upright, then I don't need nobody else to hold me accountable because God himself is holding me accountable and I've got to hold my own self accountable unto the Lord. So, so, so how is our integrity? Is it in check today? Can I trust your word? You know, we got this saying that says, uh, huh, my word is my bond. Is it? Is your word truly your bond? Because that should mean that I can trust you. I can trust you with my oh Lord. I can trust you with my darkest secrets. Can I trust you? Or will I hear it again through another mouth? Can I trust you? Can I trust you with my valuables? I'm not talking about This stuff. That's that's temporal. But can I trust you with my my variables? Can I trust you with my soul? Can I, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Can I empty out my soul to you? Can I trust you to hold my treasures? Can I trust you to do that? Think about that. We're talking about Integrity. How honest are you can, can i can I trust you to love me <laughs> we're going to get to that too Can I trust you to love me when i don't look like you think I ought to look? Will you still love me then we we're we, we gonna, we gonna get there we gonna, we're gonna get there we're gonna get there we're gonna get there we're gonna get there see we got to understand now that 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 sometimes we have to be careful who we feed our stuff to. y'all understand that? Be careful who you give your goods to, because everybody that say that for you is not really for you. We, we, we had a We had a scripture and Bible study that talks about a friend loveth at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. If you, my friend, it said love at all times, in the good and in the bad. Can you love like that? See, that's what a friend is. The Bible said a friend loveth at all times. Do we love like that? We say friend. You know, sometimes we got some fair weather friends. You understand what fair weather is? When everything's shining in your life, they love you. When you got some of this, they love you. And then when you don't have that, huh, they don't love you no more. I'm fair weather friends. Now, it says that a brother is born for adversity. Adversity. When we look at that word brother, the first thing we want to think about is our natural brother. No. A brother is one that God has ordained before the foundation of this world to to place in your life, to place in my life, so when I'm going through my trials, my testing, my tribulation, that brother will be there when I'm going through my adversity. He's born for that position. He's been placed in your life, in my life, just for that. How many brothers do we have? that's been selected by God to be in somebody's life. So when they're going through their trials and their tribulations and they have been tested by God, they're right there for them. See, that's what a brother is. I'm not talking about that that blood brother. Uh Uh-uh. No, that's not what God's saying. See, this one has been born for that. He has been ordained and selected by God so that he's placed in a specific time in our life to show up. At my worst of moments, he's there. A brother. Because see, our friends might be just fair weather. Okay? Now let, let's let's look at let's look at something else here. Let's go on. Let's go on. Because this is round number two. Because see, that that there's Satan again, he's challenging God. Because he, he 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 lost the first round. Huh? Y'all know how boxing is. See, Satan lost the first one. So you got to understand he ain't gonna give up. He's not going to give up. So he's in round two. Now, looking at verse verse number four, watch what he says now. Watch what what the devil says now. He says in verse number four, Job chapter number two, he says, And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. Yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. Skin for skin skin for skin. mm mm-hmm. skin for skin. All that he hath, he will give for his life. And then I understood in the New Testament when it talked about uh, the first two commandments. It talks about love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. I understood that. But I also understood that second commandment as well that says love your neighbor as thyself. So that lets me know we've shown up love ourselves, don't we? See, God puts a, a, a great value on that because he says, now, you love your neighbor just the way you love yourself. Now, you know how you love you, right? God said that's how you're supposed to love your neighbor too. But do we love our neighbor that way, like we love ourselves? See, that's why Satan says to God, he says, now, skin for skin. He says, now, a man, a man will do anything for, to, so that he can have uh, uh, his life. So what Satan does now is he affects his health. It's one thing to lose your stuff, but what about when your health goes? Look at verse number 5. Look at verse number 5 in Job 2. Verse 5 says, he says, God, Satan is talking to him. He says, but put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. Satan says, okay. That didn't bother Job losing his children. Money, his wealth, everything that so that, didn't, that didn't bother him. He said, "But you touch his body, touch his bones, touch his flesh, touch him, touch his health, and let's see will he still serve you." Anybody been going through some physical stuff in the body? He said, now, you, 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 he doesn't, it doesn't matter about the, the materialistic things, but he said when a man began to lose situations in his health, then it's a different story because then it's about him. It's not. See, everything else was about everybody else, the wealth, the children. You know what I saw that was interesting? He took Job's offspring, but I never saw what, where he did anything to his wife. When you look in the book, when you read the story, he doesn't do anything to his wife. He takes his children, his legacy, he takes them, take all his cash, all his money. He takes everything. from. He literally strips him. He said, now I'm going to afflict his body. He said, because, you know, he loved man. You know how we love our body. (laughs) I believe it was. Either it was last night. Yeah, it was last night when we was at my granddaughter's celebration of my birthday party, and the the DJ said, "All y'all people. I don't know if he said people or women that didn't have the extensions in the hair and the false fingernail." I was able to stand up because I ain't got none. No I, I this is me. I don't have none of these either, but he was talking. He said, oh, "Oh, you see how we try to beautify ourselves? We add this and we add that, and we add this and we add that, and we take all these pills to lose this and lose that." Amen. We 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 we're, we're in love with ourselves. We put the ma- makeup on. We put, you know, yeah. We 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 do all that little lips. We do all of that to make ourselves look good, right? we even dress up we put on some some nice looking clothes nice looking rags, you know we love ourselves we try to make ourselves beautiful now watch what happens can we still can we still now in the midst of being stripped now think about how we stand in the mirror don't you think because i want you to be able to visualize this think about Early in the morning, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the afternoon, whether it's in the evening, when you stand up in that mirror, what all you do to yourself before you come outside of your door? You see, inside is a different story. Because I think Dr. Manning kind of attested to that when he said that to Brother Norris. Now, this ain't why I should always look, you know. Because inside, we, know we don't always look like we look when we step outside. What would you say, Brother? <laughs> Amen. 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 We don't always look the same because, you know, inside the house now, we we don't quite look like we look when we come outside of the house. Okay? Now, well, yes. Okay, now now, now we understand. Let's look at verse number verse number 6. Verse number 6. Uh, and Job chapter number 2. Verse 6 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand. But save his life. Can't touch your life now. He, 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 he can't touch your life. He can't touch your life. He can't touch your life. Now, verse number seven, verse number seven, Job chapter two says So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, and he smote Job with sore boils balls from the sole of his foot. Until his crown. It wasn't a uh, where with the boil that it just s- slowly showed up. It instantly came up. And if you can think about when when you've ever had a boil, and all that pulse, and 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 when it gets to a place and it gets that infection, it literally stinks. this this, this is how. He was. I mean, he. It said from the crown of his head. Can you even begin to imagine to be to be covered in sores, smelling with infection? the, the yellow infection oozing out of that that boil, and it's from the from the top of your head all the way down to the uh, to your feet. From the crown of your head. I mean, you're you're covered. With sores. See, that's how he was. It wasn't a pretty picture. Instantly, Satan did that. And watch Job. Watch Job in verse number 8. Watch him. Keep in mind now, if you can visualize his outward condition. He's in the inside of his home, but there's an outward condition that's going on in his body, the sores, stinking, real bad, real bad. And verse number 8 says, and talking about Job now, he says, and he took him a potsherd, which means a piece of pottery, to scrape himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. He must have been really going through. He was really, really going through. His health was affected so bad, really bad. He sat down in the ashes, a place of mourning. When I looked at that and I visualized how he was looking and how he must have been feeling, And yet he was before that he was praising God. He was worshiping God. And what Satan do was he turn up the heat. See, in all of our lives, at one point or another, Satan turns up the heat. He said, I'm gonna see if they can handle this a little bit more. So I'm gonna do that. The flames get hotter. You know, have it ever been from look like one thing happened and when you get over that thing, here comes something else. And when you get over that thing, then here comes something else. It, it never lets up. But now you got this old ailing body. You know how it is. Sometimes we take a pill. I did took one this morning. That's why you see me bending real good. <laughs> How why you see me moving real good, Amen? And if the truth be known, some of y'all took something too. Do. I don't mind telling the truth about me, Amen. I don't mind it because this old body is ailing, but it didn't stop me from praising my God because God has been too good to me. So you only got to know that, okay? Now, 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 let's keep your place in in Job, on Job uh, chapter 2, but let's go to Job chapter number 7. Let's look at because we want to see the condition of Job. We want to see his condition, how he's feeling in the midst of all that he is going through. Because we want to paint a good picture, you know, when the hedge is down. See, when the hedge is up, everything is and glory, everything is wonderful but when God drops that hedge hell and high water comes everything comes now Job chapter number 7 verse number 4 says th- this is what Job is saying he says now uh, verse number 4 he says when I lie down I say when shall I rise and the night be gone and I am full of tossing to and fro until the dawning of the day. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust. My skin is broken and become loathsome. Job said, no peace, no peace, no peace. No peace. Even when I lay down, I'm still wanting to the, the sun to rise because I'm in that kind of pain. I I, I I'm, I'm in that kind of situation. My health has been afflicted, afflicted, and and God, I just want to. I want this time, these 24 hours. I just want them to hurry up and pass by. You understand, don't you, Brother Raymond? Sometimes, just when the pain comes, you're like, "Okay, God, I'm, 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 I'm ready for the next hour. I'm ready for the clock to turn. I'm ready for the hand to turn once again." And I'm quite sure Job was able to smell himself. See, won't you get a good picture? Because it's beyond just the patience of him. It's far deeper than that. See, we just dig on the surface of a story, but we don't go down deep and we don't put ourselves in the place of that person. We don't we don't put ourselves there in that story. He he he's he's hurting. He's he is hurting. He's hurting. He's he's hurting. He's hurting. Now, let's go back to chapter two. We're almost done here. Let's go back to chapter number two in the book of Job. And then we're going to <laughs> deal with verse number 9, one that everybody loves to talk about. Verse number 9 in Job chapter 2 says, Then said his, who? Then said his wife unto him, do thou still retain thine integrity, curse God, and die? Before we jump on the wife, I think we need to step down. Before we jump on the wife, Job's wife, because the next verse talks about how she sounds like a foolish woman. But you also got to look and see and understand what his wife went through. She just lost all of her children. Don't you think she was hurting? She lost all of her children and, and, and then all her wealth, all everything that they had was gone. Did you think she's supposed to have been feeling good about it? Most of us would say, like Job said, that's where you divide the, the male and the female, okay? She said, Curse God and die. She's, she's angry. She's, she's, she's angry at the losses. She's in, she's in pain. But verse number nine in Job number two says, Then said his wife, Oh, to him, we, we read that, uh, Do thou still retain your integrity? Now, verse number 10, verse number 10, Job is speaking, verse 10 says, But he said unto her, Thou speaketh as one of the foolish women speaketh. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I saw something. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? And all of this did not Job sin with his lips. Looking at that verse 10, the the A clause there, he says to her, he says, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women, which was an indication that really that was not her normal language. That was not something she would say. That was something like those other ones would speak. It says, you speak as some of those foolish women. So he mustn't have heard a whole lot of foolish women. Amen, complaining, saying stuff, right? Got any foolish women in the house? Thank you, sister, for being honest. Amen. See, remember now, honesty is a part of integrity. Okay? Now, she's she's hurting. And Job replied, now, wait a minute. You sound like them other crazy women that's out there. You know, there's a whole lot of other crazy women out there, too, you know, that, that will say in and everything, huh? You know, <laughs> they crazy, too, now. Now, now, verse. let's look at verse number, number 11. Here we go. Chapter number 2, verse number 11. I love this part. It says, Now when Job's three, what? What do you call them? Friends. Heard. They didn't, hadn't seen it yet. They heard of all this evil that was come upon him. They came, everyone from his own place. Huh. Everywhere. They came to comfort him and to mourn with him. These three friends, they come there now. They heard about, you know, your, your, your condition and your reputation will travel, right? They didn't know nothing, but somebody had been doing this right here. What you call that? Talking. Because they said they heard it. Not that they seen it or saw it. They heard and then they decided to come from their respective places and they were going to check it out. They were going to check it out. All right. L- 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 let's look, let's look what, it, what they found in verse number 12. We're almost done. Just a couple more verses. It says, and verse 12 says, and when they lifted up their eyes afar off, wasn't close. Job must have been really looking bad. When, he, when they looked at, lifted up their eyes afar off and knew him not, he was unrecognizable. They lifted up their voice and wept, and they rent everyone his mantle, and they sprinkled dust upon their heads toward heaven. They didn't even recognize him. I wonder how is it that they could speak about how he looks from afar off. Now, that's puzzling. If you are far off, I can't see you really up close. But they had already visualized in their mind of what they had heard. So they had already formulated a picture in their minds. Now, look at verse number 13. These bad weather friends. Verse 13 in Job chapter 2 says, So they sat down with him upon the ground seven days and seven nights, and none spake a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. I think Minister Earl said something last Sunday that there was a time to keep your mouth shut. Zip it. Job's friends, and when they came to him, them fair-weather friends, they were speechless. They just sit there for a whole week, not saying a word. Thank God they kept their mouth shut. But, but, but the beauty of the story is that those same friends that, that, y'all read the rest of the story, rest of the chapters. Those same friends, they all had something to say about his condition. They did not know that God had selected him for Satan to test. They looked at him. They had words supposedly of wisdom and and knowledge and understanding, they thought. But but the Bible says that at the end, the same one that they had sat down there with for seven days looking upon, Job had to pray for him. Be careful how you touch and how you put your mouth on people. Because they very well might have to pray for you. Job had to pray for those fair-weather friends that kept trying to tell him he had done something wrong. And he had just been selected by God, testing his character. And the end of the story is even more beautiful. Now I understand why he never touched his wife. He blessed him huh, with more wealth than what he had, and he also gave him more offsprings. He gave him more children. So, so he needed that wife, so don't y'all throw your wives away. Cause see, you got your offsprings got to come. And so he blessed him. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, the story has not yet ended has not ended. Remember, fruit bearing season is coming. Remember that. Remember that. God gonna bless you. All your losses, everything you've gone through, God's gonna bless you. Beyond measure. It's okay. Just make sure you hold on to your integrity. Because, you know, we will get kind of short-tempered and winded and say some stuff, won't we? I, I heard one quick amen, and the rest of them were just lying. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, remember, God going to bless you. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Round two. Some of y'all invite.